podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is the Anfield app on Radio City Talk Half Six Liverpool, and we're overexcited. Two reasons. One, we've got Darren Farley back, and he hasn't done a show with us for years. Keep bumping into him in the street, and we always say we'll sort it. We've sorted it for How once, Darren. We've, we've been saying that for far too long. I'm, I'm absolutely ecstatic to be back in, to be fair. There's always something that, that happens, you know what I mean, that stops me from coming in. But today, I'm in, and I'm buzzing to be back. Only a listener today I'm on so yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff Made up to have them And we're made up Because Liverpool's First home game of the season Adam Smith Running into that First home game of the season And feeling like It'll be great to watch Liverpool in front of you again For lots and lots of people They haven't had the opportunity In pre-season Two away games But now the Reds You're going to get to see them Run around and see How fast Salah is Yeah and do you know what It feels like a good uh, like a nice time to do it. Like I, I, I needed that summer off. I think. I think a lot of people did. And it. You need to recuperate. I'm, exactly. Yeah. R and R. Yeah. Exactly that. With <laughs> with writing and talking. I'm sure you had it a lot worse than I did. But with writing and talking about football all the time, you just sometimes you just need. A, I need five minutes here just to get just to get a breather. <laughs> and then it's just I'm just ready now. I'm ready. You know, last week Watford was a nice little warm up. Then Hoffenheim, and now ready to go back and uh, and get back into the the sing of things. Get stuck into the Reds. So we're looking forward to getting stuck into the Reds. We're going to get stuck into Hoffenheim as well. So we're going to be looking head to Crystal Palace, joined by Sean Rogers to do a bit of a preview on that and talk about how Frank de Boer's got it bad uh, at the moment. It's not a great shape that they're in, but they find themselves and we find ourselves off the back of a Liverpool victory away at Hoffenheim, John Gibbons, and it was... It's a funny game. It's not like the European football we're used to. This isn't Rafa Benitez's European football where nothing much happens. Gerard Houllier's European football where even less happens. <laughs> this is European football where things wouldn't stop happening no matter how much you screamed and shouted at the telly. Yeah, I couldn't believe how open the game was. And then at half time, you thought, well, they'll, they'll close up now. Within that first two minutes of the second half, was unreal. There was nearly about three goals. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, what on earth? I mean, it's, it just feels like it's going to be that sort of season again, isn't it? Football on a knife edge, defending you, watching through your fingers but amazing attacking player as well on, on show I thought Marnie was excellent I think um, Salah not, not a great night for him but I think you know he's, he's showing already what, what, he, what he's going to be capable of and, and what he's going to be able to do and, and I thought Firmino excellent again so yeah loads of positives we're in a really good place in the tie we are in a really good place. I mean, it's, it's a funny game, Darren. It was one of them where at the end, the end of the match, I think we deserve to win this 3-0. At half-time, I thought we deserved to be 2-1 uh, down. <laughs> and that that yeah. shouldn't be the case, should it? But that's that's the way in which what I took from it. it. it, 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 it to be honest with you, we've we seen a little bit in the, in the Europa League. With, with, I know it's, it's different from the Champions League in terms of how you set up, but the, when I, when I first, like a couple of games and a couple of months under Jürgen Klopp, I was intrigued to see how it had been Europe under him. I don't know how how it'll turn out to be honest with you because that don't get me wrong we've been we've seen it under Klopp since he come in that it's kind of like end to end stuff and as John said you know you're on the edge of your seat half the time with the football that gets played but in Europe you know we were so you mentioned earlier about Rafa Benitez and those kind of European away performances Liverpool can't he could have conceded a few couldn't he to be yeah. fair got away with it nearly had the clean sheet but. It's going to be interesting to see how Liverpool do get on if we do advance and, and, and go into the group stages because I think you've got to be a lot more solid. We, we look, you know, I'm, I'm saying it's stating the obvious, but you've got to be, you've got to have that strong base in Europe as Rafa did. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a big ask for Jurgen Klopp. But he's got to get that right in Europe for me. It, 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 it's what I, everyone was. They were gambling as well, Adam. You know, they were playing these wing backs and they were so high up the pitch and yeah. 
as I say, it just wasn't. It was. It's so not what you're used to seeing. That's that. That's my big thing. My main thing on it is we'll find out if it works or not. And I sort of agree with Darren. Like you will have to go and find a way to be ugly at times and all of that sort of stuff. But both managers, you know, they were playing. They were, their, their wing backs weren't worrying about Mane and Salah and their pace. Salah runs with the ball from inside his own half, gets played through onside because he's in his own half with no one in front of him. And I'm just sort of going, this is not European football. This is not what what any of what you're used to. And yet both managers just just decide to play the game on this knife edge i think uh, what what's interesting is that's the way klopp plays that's the way klopp sets up and i think nagelsen or however you pronounce it i think he looked at it and thought if you want to make it mad we'll go mad that's kind of fine and i think he trusted his forward players to do damage to to us and they really could have done, you know, as Darren said, we could have, you know, we could have conceded a few. In, well, there's in, a penalty miss. Hard, well, exactly, save, sorry, yeah, even yeah, ignore yeah. The, the save penalty miss. Even without that, you've got, you know, they had chances. Post, that, yeah, exactly. And they, and they had chances, headers, free headers in the box and things like that. And I think he just thought, well, if you want to make it a madness, we're at home. We'll 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 match you toe to toe and and let's see what happens and and if that if that game had finished three all, I don't think it would have been a particularly surprise in you know sort of result. So, um, but that. I, I think the most important thing as as Liverpool fans is mm. that we need to get used to it because that's what we're going to be watching. We we might be able to grind out a result every now and again, but it's not it, going to be the common theme. It's a worry Adams hit the nail on the head there because I think teams know what know what to expect from Liverpool. There's not that like, you know, there's not that plan B where Liverpool can shore up, go one nil up, they carry on attack. And that look, we're used to that on the Jurgen Klopp, we are. But I feel as though like you've got to have that. You've got to have that real solid defensive base. You, you've got to have it. And teams are going to cotton on to Liverpool flying forward. Hit Liverpool on the counter attack. I think the more teams in Europe, and I think he, I think Adam was spot on. I think that was spotted by the other manager, and you know he, he got onto the fact that you know they could get Liverpool on the counter attack quite a bit in the game. I think just to, to come back at that, I do think that one of the things is I don't think Klopp thinks he's got the personnel to do. A, a defensive performance. I think he thinks he's only really got the personnel, and we, you know, we we can and will argue to a blue in the face over transfer strategy. But I don't think he thinks we've got the personnel to grind out a result. But we have got the personnel to go and win four three, and that in a European tie where away goals count, that is a, that's a four three would two one was. I mean, he said afterwards, I'd rather a one two one than one nil. So I didn't mind the 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 goal that yeah. you know I didn't mind Trent's. Thing. And that yeah. sort of tells you his mentality. I'd rather get the away goals, rack them up, and say to them, "Are you going to come to Anfield and score three? I don't think you are. I think we've got to remember with Jurgen as well as he has had success in Europe. So he, I mean, he's got Liverpool to Europa League final. He got Dortmund to a Champions League final. Yeah, they didn't win them, but you know, in, in this in the case of you know Dortmund, they're up against a, a, a really good team and, and with a lot more resources. And so it's it's not like you know we were watching Brendan Rodgers thinking, oh, he's he's too naive for Europe. He's, yeah. he's he knows he knows what to yeah, do. He's there. got he's so, got to a final. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I so so. If he was here, he'd be like, "Well, you know, you've just, you've just got to kind of trust me on this one a little bit, and yeah. and I I kind of know know what I'm doing, and I know how to get the most out of these situations." And he'd be looking at a two-one win. I mean, they they didn't lose a home all season last mm. year, did they? And so he'd be saying, "Well, I've well I've done it." You know what I mean? It might have been on a knife edge, and there might have been some dodgy moments, but mm. I've gone there and got me win. So it might be a little bit different to kind of what we used to, but as long as they keep winning, I think we'll all be alright. 
It's, it is, you know, it's worth pointing out that his you know, European record there, he won final following season, he got to the quarters, got knocked out by Real Madrid, I think Madrid go on and win it that season, 14-15, and they get done 3-2 in the end uh, on aggregate across the tie. It's, you know, it's not, not it's a creditable result, Darren, but yeah. it's just, it is just not what we're used to, and, and as, you know, maybe as Adam's saying, as supporters, we've got to all, yeah. we've had, we've had, we've got, we've got to calm our nerves a little bit maybe, and, 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 and that's what the manager would say, he'd say, come on, let's just get behind me here. We're, we're conditioned, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we're totally conditioned by this kind of, and I, I know I keep going back to Rafa, but we watch Liverpool just, you know, muscle the way through in Europe. You know, strong, great. You know, obviously it started from the, the goalkeeper right the way through the spine of the team. Jürgen's a totally different manager. He, he plays it. It's you know, to, it's a totally different game that he plays. It's attacking, and we have to get used to it. You know what I mean? It's a results game. It is. He got the results. You know, mm. and, and that's fair enough. I, you know, you've just—it's just that anxiety. I can't help feel. You know what I mean? I'm not having a go at Jurgen Klopp. He's doing a great job. Um, it's just that little anxiety that you're going to come up against some some really really top teams in Europe. And I think Liverpool can match them in terms of football. The football we play is phenomenal. It's just that, just having that little different, that ugly side. I, re- I want to see. I just wish we had a few horrible players. Well, on, on that, Darren, I'll go back to you on it. The thing where I've got a bit of a—we get to two nil. Whether we deserve to be two nil or not. Mm. And we there's blood in the you know there's blood in the water. We sense these are really vulnerable. They're shattered. We can get at these and make it three, and we don't. And that's where I'm sort of thinking that sort of nasty side. It'd be nice if there was a shout from the sidelines, right, lads. Last five, last ten, we just protect this now. We just absolutely sit on this. Go down for everything. Take time out of the game. But instead, they just want to keep playing. They just want to keep playing and playing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 this is just the way it is. I mean, and that's obviously been instilled into them through Klopp. He just says, just keep going, keep going. He, he feels as though. We kind of had that with Rodgers. We've seen a couple mm. of, obviously, occasions, famous occasions where Liverpool did just... Try. When you're playing that style of football and when you're confident, that's just the way it is. And Jürgen Klopp, I don't think he wants to have that side in him, that side to shore up. Adam touched on the fact that he maybe doesn't trust players, but he's, I think he's got to go out in the transfer market. He's got to bring in players that can do that job. You know what I mean? It can be ugly when you need to be ugly. You have 3-0, 4-0 up. You've got to shore up then, haven't you? You know, you know mm. you've just got to be a bit tighter. And I just think that um, that's just something that he needs to look at, definitely. But we just have to get used to it. I think we're going to be on the edge of our seats again all season. Um, the first half, quickly, John, is before we go to the break, we'll talk about the second half after the break. The first half, the penalty is a mess from everyone. Uh, you know, no one looks great in it. But it's a good save, and the goalkeeper deserves credit for that first half performance. He makes the save from the penalty. He makes an excellent save uh, after the, the vulnerable in the air with Matip. Uh, and the, 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 again, the shape wasn't great to the play into that target, man. But the two very good saves, but the highlights of the first half, obviously, is Trent Alexander-Arnold, the free kick, the class, and the all-round set-piece quality. We should have scored from corners in both games. Yeah. His, his, his set-pieces look to be the absolute business. Yeah, his, his corners were really good against Watford, and that'll be forgotten now because, of obviously, we defended them so badly. So when you think Liverpool and corners, you're not thinking about the ones we take, but but his, his were excellent and could have had a couple of goals in that game as well. And as you say, he just... He just looks really confident and he looks like he means business this year and that's great. I think he's had his year last year where he's had a bit of a look and, you know, kind of got used to it all and got used to his teammates and, and the level because it's a, it's a it's a big level up to what he's used to be playing. He, he didn't even play that much under 23s football, really. He's, he's more or less gone straight from the 18s into the first team. And so it's going to take a while. He looks a little bit bigger, stronger and and just looks like he's ready for it now. And it, it's great to see. And, and I loved how, how his teammates were made up for him because I think that's a sign of like real team spirit. You could see that Cunha and they were all desperate. They all wanted to be close to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it, was, it was like a nice, gentle thing. They all wanted to go. Brilliant, brilliant free kick made up. Liverpool take the lead on the one hand, obviously. But you do. He, to me now, he looks 
when the, the squad was going around beforehand and people were going, we're not half thin, and I did something on, on City Talk with Steve Hothersall and he said, we don't half look thin here. And I said, well, there is a bit of a thing here, which is because you're not classing Alexander-Arnold as a first-team squad player. And I think I think the other members of the first-team squad class Alexander-Arnold as a first-team squad player. That's that's how well he's done over the summer. That's how well he did the second half of last season. I, I, I Listening to uh, the Anfield Rat Review show the other day, Sean Rogers said about how at the end of a season, they look back and say, did we finish positive or negative on set pieces? And I'm going to make a prediction here that, that Liverpool will finish positive on set pieces this year because we're going to get better at scoring them and we're going to get better at defending them because we've got somebody who can take them. And we haven't had that in a consistent manner for quite a long time. And the the what the the big thing for me with, with Alexander-Arnold is, is he's brilliant at them. And I think that we would have scored in the last couple of games if players had been used to being on the receiving end of some brilliant corners. <laughs> honestly, I think, so honestly, I think... Oh, well, if, you watch, <laughs> if, you, if you watch the misses, there's two or three where they sort of go, oh, I tell you, I didn't see that coming then. I didn't know that was going to make it to me because they're sort of used to be just hitting the first man or, uh, you know, or disappearing it's, off for a free throw. it's been going on for years, though. Yeah, well, people, I mean, I've, I've had a few discussions with people. Steven Gerrard was one of the... One of the look, you know, unbelievable... <laughs> player but I thought his corners were used to whip them in front post headed away every single time well, and it, from that it just set the tone but it is great to see someone whip a good ball in and like Adam says now it'd be good if we had someone who could actually attack a ball or or you know put, and, put them in well on that Adam you know anticipating it you mentioned there the one thing I did genuinely notice at Watford was the one where Matt to the bar Chan doesn't react if Chan just ran forward at the key moment he bundles that over the line but he, he doesn't react partly because he probably thinks well he's going to miss blah blah yeah, everyone sort of decides it's going to be a bad ball in it's not a bad ball in he's just on his heels completely because he's not used to hang on there's going to be a goal scoring situation here so yeah maybe them all getting used to it could be doing far better Yeah, well that's exactly it and I, sometimes you just as, as Darren said this has been going on for years so it doesn't really matter who the personnel is in the back line or, or, or sorry in the in the sort of attacking line of attacking the corners it doesn't matter who the personnel is they've just been used to a corner being a waste of time and, and I know that everybody everybody's team says the rubbish at corners etc but I, we, we really were <laughs> we, rubbish <laughs> like that's not you know we you sort of you know you're going to concede every time they get one and honestly my I've said for, for who knows how long a manager's best tactic when Liverpool attack is put out for a corner because we're not getting anything from it and that might start to change now it is the Anfield app on Radio City Talk Darren John and Adam got Sean Rogers to come after 7 o'clock don't go anywhere at all we'll be back to talk more about Hoffenheim in a second it's the Anfield wrap on Radio City Talk welcome back going to talk about the second half of Hoffenheim now with Darren with John and with Adam Darren first and foremost the the attacking, the attacking flair, the attacking talent. That the, the one that Firmino misses. Um, you know what a chance it is. But it's manager stands his man up, stands his man up, stands his man up, and undresses him. And the ball's sumptuous in the quality. Don't be laughing at undressing, John Gibbons. You're better than that, aren't you? I'm not absolutely not. Um, no. There is, <laughs> there is, there is. It's he just does that, and then I'm not going to say it again. And then there it is, and he, and you know, but it's. It, when we talk about things you don't see in Europe, you know, going back to again European, Liverpool European sides that have done really well, yeah. they weren't doing that four or five times a game, and yet this one was. It just they just absolutely whenever they wanted to, you got the impression second half they could just do them. Absolutely, um, great to see as well. But he, for, for, I thought he was brilliant to be honest with you. Um, you know, he, he, he's a bit. I, I, He's a great player, do you know what I mean? Manny's a fantastic player, but some of the football I thought was brilliant. And it's, you know, I think a lot of teams are going to be in for a bit of a shock this season in terms of the football we can play. Um, 
for me, I mean, you know, we talk about like forwards as well. Liverpool, you know, they've got options there. But for me, you know, you know, for me, does a, a really good job. Um, as a well, as they call it, what a false false, false nine. nine. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just man. an actual nine, I think. He's just an actual <laughs> nine in here, yeah, because he does wear the nines. We don't wear, get where the false comes into it, like. But yeah, they are looking good, definitely. It's. You get the impression John Manny wants the responsibility and sometimes players go and take, you, you know, a seasonal change and you'll feel as though a player's going to want some responsibility. And Manny, he was dropping deep a little bit more. He was helping out. He was looking to link it up, I, th- I felt. Manny's almost playing as Coutinho from last year's 4-3-3 and, and Salah's playing as Manny, if you know what I mean. It, feel, it looked to me like he just wanted to wanted to be involved in the match all the time. Yeah, he's showing more sides to his game and I think it's understandable why last year maybe we didn't see that as much because, he's, as you say, he's coming into a new club. But also you think, well, what's my role here? Oh, I'm the pace and the lad who can run and and he was sort of the only one really and so, so he was he was an out ball he was there to carry it he was he was there to kind of beat men in the final third and I think he's just showing it showing even more from him this year as he says he's finding himself a bit more central sometimes as well popping up there and just looks like he's, he's he's ready to go up another level this year, which is fantastic because you know he wasn't bad last year either. He wasn't, and you know last year Adam he was he scores a, a goal pretty better than one and two. You know when you look at the actual time on the pitch, he was better than one and two and. There the, the could well be here, you can see, and this is why it is frustrating the situation at the minute, you know, that second half, you can see where Coutinho will play, you can see what Lallana will be bringing him, you can see all of that, you know, if you want to even go go further wild in terms of ifs, buts and maybes, you can almost see where Naby Keita will play, you can see what he wants from Virgil van Dijk, you know, you can really, you can see how he's what his plans been, what his thought process has been and then you get to see them still be able to play this fantastic football even with those names missing not least because Liverpool don't own two of them but <laughs> you get to you get to see that sort of fantastic football and you just think you know the, he has got his plan he has got his, his approach and you can see that if and when it clicks and clicks properly they could just be absolutely irresistible and that's why I think we're not hearing about any other targets in in the the window other than the people we're looking at? Because I, I I still think that the manager's confident of getting the players that he wants, and he wants them because they fit into the system he's got in his head better than anybody else would. And I think that with the you know obviously he, I think a big part of his frustration over the Coutinho situation at the moment is that you know, we could already be tearing teams apart because I I think one of the most interesting things is going to be how Salah develops because he's not actually been great the last two games in terms of what he's actually offered in the final third. He's missed a few sitters. I mean, that one-on-one... You know, I mean, I was watching it and thinking, you're left footed, why are you pushing it onto your right? Yeah, it was yeah, that, that was, you know, bonkers decision. And that, as soon as he beds in, you know, that he'd be, he'll be snaffling up them for breakfast, that sort of thing. Uh, and, and and teams won't know where to look. And, it, it, you know, you, you, you slot Coutinho back in there, you bring Lalana back in for what he kind of offers. And it, we've got our problems at the back, they're acknowledged, everybody knows them. But those players are going to give the opposition team so many things to think about. And all of a sudden, our problems at the back, if Coutinho doesn't go and gets his head in the game, which I think he will because it's a World Cup year, so he's not going to spend it sulking if he, if he ends up staying. Lalana will obviously come back and fit into it. And when that happens, opposition teams won't, won't even be thinking about our defensive weaknesses because they'll, they'll be so terrified of five yeah. or six players that can destroy them going forward. Such a variation as well, isn't it, mm. than what you've got. You mentioned there, you know, Lalana is so unpredictable and, and Coutinho, killer pass, the pace of Salah and Mane. So many different problems, like Adam, Adam correctly points out there, you know, and 
Liverpool are a team to be fit in terms of attack and football. It's phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? It, and like I say, once he kind of gets that, you know, back four sorted and a bit stronger, Liverpool are, you know, serious contenders for me. It's just like I say, just though, again, you know, I think Adam is right what he's saying about him. Um, he knows those players are the right players for Liverpool. Van Dijk, Kjaita, they're the players he wants to bring in and he won't settle for someone else coming in because he needs them players to make Liverpool stronger, definitely. The other one, John, from the game was, was the Henderson sub, which I was trying to work out if it was like, listen, Jordan, you're getting 65 today or if it was uh, not happy with the way this is looking at the minute or you look to be finding it a bit harder than I expected. I actually think Milner comes on and plays quite well. I think the midfield looked a little bit better after Henderson went off. Uh, but I think it partially looks a little bit better because Chan and Wijnaldum both sit and Milner goes. And so there's not just Henderson on his own in there. There's now the pair of them um, sort of doing bits and pieces for it. But it was part of defending better as a side. I just think it's an interesting substitution, isn't it? Yeah, the midfield was, was kind of curious generally. And I know you've covered it on the review show on tour players. So um, we'll go into it too much more. But that the, the, the flat free for a while was a stranger. And you saw Henderson pop it up on the right and then him and Chan swapped. And uh, yeah, you wonder that the balance doesn't seem like it's quite there yet at the moment. And I think he's the manager's maybe kind of falling. Not not sure how how attacking he wants he wants his midfield to be. And sometimes he looks very attacking, and then and then the deeper man's kind of very exposed. And we, we saw that against Watford. I think Milner showed his value when he came on. I think we've all sort of forgotten about James Milner now because he's not playing left back. We sort of you know, acting like what well, he's got, you know, he's got no value. But I think in games like that, he what he was a wise head when he come on. He showed he, he plays a couple of nice passes, and you know, you could see how he he could be if he's not going to start. How he can be an effective sub in in a few different positions this this season. But Henderson, I think it was just a case of he's still coming back. When the manager spoke about Henderson in the summer, it was very much a case of you know he's he's he still needs to get his rhythm. He's still you know. We see this as, as on his way back rather than now we've got Jordan Henderson um, firing on all cylinders. And so I think they probably looked at it and thought it's it's two games in four days. Well, you know, and I think it was probably decided before the game that he was going to do that length of time on the on the pitch. Okay, this is the Anfield up on Radio City Talk, uh, settling ourselves down for the season to come. Uh, in a second or two, I am going to be speaking to Sean Rogers uh, about what Liverpool should do against Crystal Palace. Uh, and hugely looking forward to that conversation and working through all of that. It's a big, big weekend of football for the Reds. Whatever you're doing, get yourself settled down, get yourself comfortable now and relax. We'll be back just after this. It's after seven o'clock. Welcome back. Radio City Talk, the Anfield wrap with you until half past seven. And this is the little bit of the show where we speak to Sean Rogers about what the opposition might well be looking to do when they come to Anfield this weekend, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace, of course. But he's an opposition manager who finds himself in a bit of a bind after last week's results, Sean, I'd say. The the 3-0 home defeat to Huddersfield, when you're trying to build a, a new way of playing with a new set of players, and then you get done 3-0 by a newly promoted side game one, and then game two, you go into Anfield, where the direct football's worked for Palace. These players have got memories of direct football working for Palace. They know that this works. But if this fella's going to say, well, we're not going to play this way, and then they get beat heavily then it already puts him on the back foot in the club. Oh, 100%. It's it's a real difficult situation for him in that there's obviously numerous different types of, of management. There are some that you know have a proper philosophy that is their way of playing and their shape to the side and, and the way that they want to play. Other people just have a philosophy. I mean, look, every philosophy is about winning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be straight. But there are other managers that are happy to to mix it, change systems, change ways of playing, change the way you defend, change the way you attack and do that game to game. And, you know, we've seen a little bit of that at Liverpool, really. You know, you've got Brendan Rodgers with his kind of philosophy, and then you've got 
you know, Rafa as an example, who is more than happy to mix up. Yeah, to t- to tweak things. I think I think with the ball, the interesting thing we've just been talking just before we came on air that he's got Huddersfield, Liverpool, Swansea. Yeah. And that's a really bad mix of games for him because if we're looking at this independently, you go, Palace need to play probably one way against Huddersfield, then they probably need to come and play differently against us and then they probably need to go back to playing how they'd normally play against Huddersfield realistically against Swansea. And that's not easy. And all the vibes seem to be that De Boer and certainly the way that, you know, look, he's been ingrained from Ajax, hasn't he, as a kid. Yeah. And he's got the, the Barcelona move as well. Everything's about the philosophy and realistically one way of playing. Now, what does he do? Now, I think Pochettino had this problem last season in that he's got his philosophy and his way of playing. And it's a bit different for him, obviously, because Spurs are on a run. They probably see themselves you know, as a direct rival of Liverpool. So for him to say to his Spurs players, I think they're better than us, potentially. So yeah. we need to change that, that and then get them back on board. No, you're the best team in the country the following week. It's not the easiest thing to do. With the Crystal Palace dressing room, like you've just correctly referenced, I think it is different because there you go. We've gone to Liverpool and been pretty respectful in terms of what Liverpool can do with the ball. But actually the way we've defended and then counter-attacked and particularly the direct way they've, they've braked on us has just caused us a lot of problems over the last few years. So like you say, the difficult thing with the ball, especially after the experiment that's gone badly wrong in Italy... He really needs the buying of that dressing room, one million percent. And I think I guess the players are kind of maybe thinking Huddersfield's a little bit of a one-off, only because they did create a lot of chances. And I thought Ben Teke and Zaha from the, the, the bits that we've all seen, it looked like that could be really lively for them. So I think you can kind of park that. But like you said, if he says this is the way we play in pre-season, this is the way we go to Liverpool. I think that suits us and Jurgen Klopp right down to the ground if they come and, come and play that way. And I think that's what Liverpool want them to do. Now, like we've seen with a few clubs, better clubs than Crystal Palace, to be fair, when they've come and done that, uh, teams have been damaged and then he's got a big problem then because all of a sudden the Swansea game kicks on a whole different level of importance for him. The right thing, I think, for him to do is to twist his mod and say to the players, look, you know, this is where we're, we're, this is a journey and we're looking to get you to here. But for this particular game, look how well you've done here. You know, let's do exactly the same. Sell the positive. Yeah, and say, for today, we can come and do what you've done before. You know that better than even I do. So I've watched all the tapes back. I've spoken to you all during the week. Why should we go there and do anything different? And then, look, Monday morning, it's straight back into our way of playing and how we want to play against those other teams in that bottom 13 section. Is there an argument there that if he finds himself, let's say they do play the way the way they used to play, the, yeah. the, the, the the Palace way that we've seen at Anfield, the, the more direct style, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. Is there an argument that if he does that and it doesn't work, will that actually help him from the, the point of being able to say, right, we're back to my way now, we're back to going go through, go, go, you know, you know we, we, we did a bit of that, yeah, we didn't quite execute it well enough, but, you know, we're in, we're all in this together, this is the way we play, Swansea are next and we're going to play them off the park. Yeah, I think, I think Antonio Conte, and in a completely different way when Gerard Julio was in, that's different because of the joint manager, position but ignoring the reasons why both of them had a period of time Julier longer where they could just let things remain the way that they were yeah uh, and give everyone enough rope to hang themselves and he can't really lose so we're going to do exactly what we've done before and if that works great everyone's happy and if it doesn't I haven't come in and turned the whole world upside down 
we are all on the same page that something needs to change. So therefore, when I put a new plan in place, which hopefully we can all believe in, I've got a better chance of getting your buy-in. So I think when it was different for Julio, because a lot of what he was bringing in was more off-the-pitch things initially. But for Conte, he's able to go... If he comes in first week of pre-season, because we're playing a back three, and this is what we're going to do, it's a little bit different for him. When he's saying, lads, we haven't had a good start to the season, we've really struggled in a couple of games. We need to sort this. Everyone's in full agreement. They might not be in full agreement with the answers, but they're all in full agreement with where they're at. Obviously, Frank DeBoer, he's, he's going to come in and say, look, this is the way we're going to do this. And they're not soft. They know that they've got to stay in the league. Once they've stayed in the league, finish as high as they can, and ideally have as good a cup run as they possibly can also. Now, you know, the minute you start putting that in jeopardy, you're going to have some serious problems. Well, yeah, and that's... The next part of this as well is that there's is that there's a thing where where from the Liverpool point of view, no one in that dressing room is under any illusions as to how difficult a game this could be for Liverpool. And that so this the history now of this fix that Liverpool haven't won there since 2013. It, it does flip this one round for the Reds, doesn't it? It does change. It means that everyone in that dressing room is looking at one another and saying, "We can be we, to be Crystal Palace. We've got to be at our very, very best." And this is how we're going to be at our very, very best. Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking at more with your Liverpool, and I think this is a really interesting weekend for Jurgen. I mean, I I think Jurgen's going to pick his best team and say, "Look, the first couple of weeks of the season, I just need a big effort for from you all. Um, now isn't the right time to rotate. After the international window, I will rotate." If it was me, I think a lot depends on Sturridge and how he's doing in training and, and exactly what's going on at the moment with his fitness. Because I, I think, I think if has he been wrapped up in cotton wool a little bit for this weekend? Or actually, is it one of them things where it's a bit too late in the day? Because I think if he's ready, I'd be a little bit, I'd be tempted to sort of go to what we had at the back end of last season for this particular game. And the reason I say that is I think if you're going to experiment, we're better doing it now and this weekend mm. than we are doing it after the international window and I think touch wood if the Champions League games are coming thick and fast and then we're rotating for League Cup as well I think these kind of games are where he might go do you know what I might try a 4-4-2 diamond here today or I might do something a 4-4-2 even and I do want Sturridge and Origi up front as an example and that's where you get your game boys because then if I'm rotating for the Champions League then I can bring others in but you never know if you, you keep if you do well enough at the weekend and you, you perform place yeah that's what it's all about, trying to keep the shirt for the big games. Now, he has to have had a conversation with Sturridge and Ritchie about where they're getting their game. Not in pre-season, but pretty, if he hasn't already, that I'm sure there's a knock on the door coming pretty soon in that regard. And I think you're better off this weekend doing that than, than you are going, I'm going to just play these to the max for these weeks and then after the international window. We know what it's like. Three points is important as three points, but it's mad, isn't it? The longer we go into the season... I think the less risk you can kind of take. I, the only worry for me is if you if you wanted to go to a diamond and do that, obviously Coutinho and Lana are massive losses in terms of being able to do that, and you don't want to be putting that much pressure on Woodburn. So I, if if we had one of them two available, obviously both would be ideal. But if we had one of them available, I'd be I'd be, I'd say it's pretty. I'd be pretty confident that he'd change it this weekend. But I think as it is, I think he's just going to go lads, best team. You've just got to you've just got to knuckle down and get through this period before the international window. Just one more thing on that: uh, the knuckling down and all of that sort of thing. If he does go to the diamond, there's a conversation, isn't there, about you're saying there no Lallana, no Coutinho. Looking at the way Mane's operated in these first two fixtures, I'd sort of wonder whether or not you, we could sit here and make an argument for Mane at the tip of that diamond. 
the fact that he's he's dropped in, he's been he, on that left hand side. He's been more like Coutinho than Salah's. Salah's been like Mane from last season. Mane's been more like Coutinho from last season. I I wonder whether or not he might think to himself, you know what, I could go Sturridge and one of Origi or Solanke. I could go Mane in behind and then play a pretty you know, a pretty conventional sort of three there. Maybe even include Milner in that as Milner sort of joining from midfield and that gives it a bit more spring, a bit more bite. Yeah, I mean, he did reference, when we were signing Salah, he referenced the ability of Salah mainly, but I'm sure he cited, if he didn't cite Mane in that particular sort of interview, it's certainly been cited, that there's a bit more flexibility in the forward line than you might think. And he's not just talked about sort of inverting them um, in terms of the, the wide positions. He's also talked about playing them centrally and maybe even as a 10. Yeah. So, it's possible that he might want to have a little look at that. I mean, again, if that is something he wants to look at, he's much better doing that this weekend. Because two things, one, look, with his employers, FSG, and also with the players, with with such a big game on the horizon, he's totally within his rights if he's going to have a little rotate and a little look at things. This weekend's probably the time to do it, really. And as the season progresses, it just becomes that little bit harder. And also the nature of those games, which you mentioned, you know, the Arsenal one is the end of this run of five, so it, it, it makes sense that to be able to say... That team itself, doesn't it? Yeah, you one more go here, boys, one more big push. Then when they come back, the first game's Man City, and if they are in the group stage, the next one's the group stage game, and then his next opportunity could be Burnley at home, but he will want to have had a look at things. And we're actually talking about a game that's a month away. Yeah, 100. I think to a certain extent this weekend, you can't really lose in terms of what he does. I think whatever he decides to do, I think you can back it in basis of common sense. The, the reality of the situation is he's got to absolutely make... I mean, the reality of the situation is irrelevant to what Crystal Palace do, and they may well play into our hands a little bit, but irrelevant to that, his main focus is going to be we've got to start fast, we've set the tempo. And do you know what? If we can win the game and have an easy last 20 minutes, half an hour, Fantastic. And that might see you get what burn on the pitch. Yeah, 100%. Okay, always good to speak to Sean. We will be speaking to everybody, back with everybody else in a second or so. This is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City Talk. Always good to speak to Sean. Uh, Welcome back, Neil Atkinson, with um, John Gibbons. I'd forgotten what you were called there, John. It's not like I don't see you every day. Uh, Darren Farley (laughs) and Adam Smith. I just want to give a little mention to uh, the football's uh, fan support and food banks, uh, which is going on at Anfield again this season. Uh, Drop-off points are at uh, Anfield Road, uh, Family Park, and inside the new LFC Superstore. That stuff's uh, the the club support in this one. Uh, And it's uh, the priority food bank items, UHT milk and long-life juice, uh, tins and jars. Um, I mean, you know know, know the way in which this works by now. Uh, good to see the club supporting it and it's good in general that it's happening uh, football supporters so it's fan support and food banks and that's going on uh, across both sort of Liverpool and Everton for the foreseeable future and we'll also be speaking to someone from there at some point in the next few weeks I'm sure um, okay then Liverpool go uh, sorry face Crystal Palace Darren and um, we haven't got a win against them since 2013 and I when this sort of thing happens, does my head goes? It depends on my mood. I either go, we'll never, we'll never beat them at home again, or if I'm in a good mood, I think there's got to be some sort of point where this just reverts to normal and the, yeah. the mean comes back because Liverpool are better than Crystal Palace, so they just beat them. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you'd have what's them. your mood like? It's a, it's, a, it's a bogey team. You go into these games quite. I go into them with a bit of trepidation. To be fair, um, is it trepidation or trepidation? Trepidation, I think. But it's all right. <laughs> uh, either way, both of them are going. Both of them. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have your bogey teams. Um, I remember going to back in the back in the day when I went to quite a few Hawaii games. Um, the like I don't, I don't know whether it was Leicester. Or we had a few problems yeah. with Leicester. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a few times. Ian Marshall. Ian Marshall, <laughs> Phil Gilchrist popping up at the back post one time. Um, but I, I, you know, going to Phil, the street where you literally your head was whacking the 
because I was about six foot five and I've shrunk actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, they were a bit of a bogey team and, and Palace, it does seem to be the same thing, to be honest with you. But it's got to change. It always changes, doesn't it? You know what I mean? And I'm sure we'll, um, I'm sure we can we can turn that round tomorrow. Um, it starts off at Anfield with a, um, a win. Yeah, it's it's it is strange, John, at the way in which it's gone. I mean, it's partially because they, they, they've got a couple of they've had had a couple of things that suit playing against us, but you also just sort of get the impression they've been good at seeing it as an enjoyable occasion. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think that those players have been good at sort of thinking we're going to get to go to Anfield and enjoy ourselves here and, and express ourselves a little bit in a way which I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, I think they've got. They've got a few kind of talented but inconsistent players, haven't they? And I think and they've had them for a few seasons. Yeah, they've now. had them for a few seasons, and 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 Anfield seems to be somewhere where where they've been able to turn it on. I think it's maybe the space they get, the, the way they play on, have played on the counter. I mean, we're talking like the, you know, it's, it's just the same team, and it might not be this weekend because it's a new manager. It'll be interesting to see how they play. And Ben Tech's got a really good record against us as well, which is which is another kind of worry really. But it reminds me of this one a little bit of the Leicester home game last year and. We had to wait a little while for that one, and everyone and Leicester were champions when we come, and everyone was thinking of reasons why Leicester might beat us. So then we, we beat them four one and played really well. And I think I'm, I'm hoping for for a similar kind of performance from Liverpool. Really, I think it'll be a, a lot of positivity in the ground. Everyone who I've spoke to is going, can't wait to to watch the Reds, and you know it's going to be a big crowd, um, obviously sellout. And I think I think that the, the the fans can. Can carry their optimism onto the pitch, and I think the players will respond. So I'm I'm feeling good about the game. They are in a funny place. Talking to Sean there before Adam about how their managers got a bit of a situation now because he's trying to change the style of play. He doesn't want them to be that version of Crystal Palace anymore. Supposedly he wants to play his Dutch style three four three and all of that, and he is trying to change that. But it's worked for them being gnarly at Anfield. They've got themselves some good results, and they've just been beaten three 0 by Huddersfield. It's not a straightforward game for De Boer. No, it's not. But I do think it it comes back a little bit to what we were saying before about the fact that actually Liverpool will give them plenty to worry about and, and actually, you know, no disrespect to Huddersfield, but Palace fans would have been delighted at that as the first game of the season, playing at home against the newly promoted side who you'd expect to approach the game with a little bit of... Um, uh, I can only think of trepidation now. <laughs> Where <laughs> are the day? <laughs> a little bit of trepidation, and um, uh, you know, I think they would have been really happy with that as a as a fixture. And then the way it turned out didn't go to plan at all for Palace. And I think Liverpool's attack is significantly better than Huddersfield's. And I didn't think any of the goals were particularly goals that we couldn't score. It wasn't just lumping up to a big man or any of that sort of stuff. Um, and I think it, I don't put it this way. I don't think De is going to be looking at this game and thinking this is one where we can grind out a result. I think this is a game where he might be thinking we, I want them playing my type of football. That's going to take time. So we need to keep doing it and not, not do the sort of Mark Hughes thing of reverting to old fashioned Stoke type when he plays Liverpool, because he knows that will, uh, you know, put about up our night dress. It'll be very much kind of keep going in the same uh, vein as they are because they need, they, he needs them to learn the system and I think we'll put three or four past them I'll have me tenor on Benteke to score any time like usual um, and, 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 I, you know, and you always get a return on that exactly. don't you yeah, and, uh, it's like yeah, buying money disappointed. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah I think sort of three four one is, 
is likely, and that's not overconfident. It's just because I think they're going to be. Ad- I think it'll be a different game when we go and play them later in the season. But right now, they've just they've got too much to do, and I can't see De Boer, who wants them to get this different style of play, saying let's abandon everything we've been working on for the last six weeks. There'll be a reaction as well. I think. Um, I think there will be a little bit of a reaction. Um, and we were talking before about um, you know they do seem to come to Anfield and play with a bit of freedom. Um, and I think, uh, th- like you say, you're looking at it thinking. The confidence is going to be low. They've lost at home to Huddersfield, um, but I don't know. I reckon, you know, I, I think Palace. I don't think it's going to be a foregone conclusion. Um, I think it's going to. I think Palace will. There will be a little bit of a reaction, but if they open up, like Adam says, and, and try and match Liverpool, you know, we could actually put a good few past them. On it, John. You know, looking at look at looking at last season and. And, and, and processing that one of the things that happens last season is, is that we scored the opening goal and that's one of the reasons why it's so frustrating we don't go on and beat them we scored the opening goal we do the hard part you do sort of wonder that if we do score the opening goal this week new manager new style of play and suddenly they're all 1-0 down and looking at each other off the back of 3-0 last yeah. week against Huddersfield if there, it might be an opportunity for you know it's it, what I'm trying to say I think is if Liverpool go 1-0 up I think I'd quite like to see them go hell for leather for 2-0 quite quickly because it could just completely put Palace to bed yeah they must, they must be feeling a lot of uncertainty at the moment. I actually thought they looked quite good in the summer. I, I watched them, obviously, because they were in the same tournament. Oh, of course, yeah, you, you've, seen, you've literally seen Liverpool play Crystal Palace. Yeah, and I thought Palace looked quite good. <laughs> Should have mind this seam earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought they looked quite good. Obviously, they had Zaha then, and he's a big blow for them because he's out and he's probably their best player. But, you know, I thought I thought that they were looking like, you know, they, they, they might do something this year. But and then, obviously, the Huddersfield result because it must be a massive shock to them and so they must be coming to Anfield with doubts and you're right you need to kind of feed on them doubts really you need to kind of you know get in their heads a bit and if they do go one they, maybe they start thinking rather than the counter attack and maybe they're thinking damage limitation and that's when you've got a team where you want them It's got your reverse effect as well because you know it's fair you know Liverpool um, obviously can see it quite late um, and I know we obviously we got a good result in Europe, um, mm. but it could be a case of Palace knowing if they go in front, the crowd get a little bit anxious. It, it can it can be the, it can be a little bit of an adverse effect there. So, um, you know, it, it could go the other way. Do you know what I mean? So we've got to get on top of them straight away. Without a doubt, don't let them because then your doubts creep in, and the same old can't defend corner stuff comes in. So yeah. Um, would you consider rotating, Adam first? Hmm. No, I think I think that there are there are a couple of players who need to get used to playing with each other. I think Lovren and um, and Moreno are obvious examples of that. And the more game time they have together, the better on that front. I think it's still early in the season as well, so there shouldn't really be any tired legs. Um, but you know, I, to be honest, every time I think we're going to rotate, we don't, and every time I think we do, we you know we uh, or we, we won't, we do. So you know, Klopp will probably throw a curveball in just to annoy me. But I wouldn't personally know. Would you be looking to get Sturridge on the pitch, John? I wouldn't start him, but he's a, he's a great option, isn't he? It's going to be interesting to see what the manager does because he's had Solanke and Origi on the bench last two games. He's brought them on each one each, each yeah. one each, and he, I mean he can't put three of them on the bench. You wouldn't have thought. You wouldn't have yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see who drops out there and have a little look at the at the pecking order. He might decide it's game too soon for Sturridge and, and and we'll have to save that guess for another day. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking to start it. But he's he's a great option. But. I'd be, I'd be probably similar to Adam looking to pick the same team because I don't think there's an obvious 
necessarily want to come in. I mean, mm. I'd probably change the left back, but I'm not sure that's rotation. That's more uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. just getting rid of him. And it's that it's, it's, it's that effect in it, you know, changing your back four. Yeah, and Adam spot on about um, that understanding between Lovren and, and Moreno. So there's no need to change it. I think he'll he'll stick to it. Yeah. Um. All right. Quick prediction. Um. You first, Adam. Um, I'm going to go for a win but a tight win actually I'm going to go for a 2-1 Liverpool 2-1 John 3-1 Liverpool Adam 4-2 my words hey, Adam's having the best afternoon now so you three wow. uh, thank you very much we'll match of the day on two yeah. thank you very much to Sean Rogers to Adam to John and to Dan it's been a fantastic Anfield Rap on Radio City Talk subscribe if you can you know it works theanfieldrap.com forward slash subscribe come and find us come and listen to us talk more about fantastic football Liverpool start the season off against Crystal Palace at home should be an absolute belter let's all have a great day Sports Social Podcast Network